This is a presentation of Redemption Bible Church. For more information, please visit our website at redemptionbc.org. Well, thanks for praying with me. Well, uh, at the end of the service, typically, this guy comes up to share some announcements, right? He's doing a great job, in my unbiased opinion. Kind of funny sometimes. Sometimes he's off. But uh, if this is your first Sunday, the guy that I'm referencing is me. I'm talking about me, right? And the, the jokes might not be consistently funny every week, but what we do ask consistently every week is through the info card, right? How can we be praying for you? And uh, we give a minute, 60 seconds, uh, whichever you prefer, uh, for everyone, including myself, to put down the prayer request. That's what I'm doing when I say, let's do that. Like, I'm not checking my football fantasy team. I do that after announcements. I don't do that during announcements, but I do that myself. And uh, every week I pray through the, uh, the list, and uh, I've got this prayer journal that I kept for years of the prayers of this church. And uh, I read through the request, and I come up with one word, a one-word prayer summarizing the request, and I write it in in here, and I use that word to pray over that person. And I can't tell you how many times I've written the word rest in this book, right, after someone's name. From a few years ago, from last week, the number of times of rest in this book. Rest has been a constant need for us which means tiredness is the constant norm for us. And if if, if exhaustion is a cycle that we're living, we need something to break the cycle, right? We can't expect rest if we're not including rest in our rhythms. It doesn't just happen. The majority of us are living in an encumbered way of carrying life, and that's why this morning's text is so crucial for our souls. And so as we continue our series uh, following Jesus, inspired by Henry Nolan's book, Finding Our Way Home in an Age of Anxiety. We'll see this morning the offer from Jesus to come and rest. The offer from Jesus to come and rest. And we'll be looking at Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. There's two questions that I want us to look at this morning. What is Jesus offering? But what is he offering? And secondly, how do we rest? How do we rest? The rest that we need. And if you have your Bibles, open it up with me, and I will read this, these three verses one more time. Right? Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And in these three verses, there's three verbs I like to highlight that help answer the first question, right? Jesus says, come, take, and learn. Jesus says, come, come where? Come to him. Jesus is offering us to come to him personally. Come to him personally. Jesus, the image of God who chose to dwell among us, he came to seek the lost, to serve the lost, not to be served. And he chose to invite us to come to him personally, right? Jesus is talking to a specific group of people here, though. 
He was talking to people who are laboring and are burdened. Those who are burdened and discouraged and weary and exhausted and burnt out and just tired. That's who he's talking to right now. How amazing is that Jesus invites those who are exhausted to come to him. He doesn't say, stop feeling the way you are. He doesn't say, figure it out. He simply says, come as the way you are. The qualification of coming to Jesus is our need itself. He's offering you to come in your exhaustion, in your need. This offer is for you. No one can do it for you. It's a personal decision to walk towards Jesus carrying the load. Come, take, and learn. Right? Take what? Jesus is offering us to take on a new way of carrying life. It's a new way that he's offering us. Uh, yoke, as we saw and as we read in the text, um, yoke is uh, the yellow part of an egg, but that's not what Jesus is talking about here. Here's a picture of a yoke. Fastened over the necks of two animals and attached to a plow. It's a tool for work. But Jesus, we're over here tired and weary because of our workload. We don't need tools. We need you to do it or take it away. Work isn't removed from the equation. I hear my son saying two cows. Work isn't removed from the equation. If we believe, the removal of the hardships in our lives will automatically lead to rest, then we are believing in the wrong thing. Jesus, in this verse, is not talking about doing more, doing less. He's talking about doing things differently. Doing it in the way of Jesus. And this new way of carrying life, it's it's countercultural. It's counter-religious. It's counter-self-centeredness. And look at the text again. Jesus offers his yoke. Right? Take my yoke upon you. The new way of carrying life is not to live for yourself, but to live for Christ, for me, for to me, to live as Christ and to die as gain. This new way of carrying life is meant to be mobile. Meaning this offer allows us to persevere forward while still facing the hardships. And we do this by hearing the word. By being obedient to the word. Through repentance. And by walking by the spirit. This whole series is about this new way of carrying life by following the one who is life. Have we taken on this yoke? This new way of carrying life. Life, or are we carrying life by our own efforts, by our own expectations, by cultural expectations, by performance driven results? Only the yoke from Jesus allows us to experience rest while still facing the hardships, while still facing life. Come, take my yoke and learn. Jesus is offering us to learn from him continually. The teacher drives the learning in the classroom, right? 
this area has always been home for me. I grew up here, live here. And so I went to uh, Euclid Elementary. Where am I? Euclid Eagle School at? Yes. I told one person to do that just in case if no one else did it. <laughs> I went to Friendship Junior High. I went to Elk Grove High School. Yeah. Boo. Boo. <laughs> I know who that was. And I'm so grateful that um, I never had a teacher that uh, hit me with a ruler when uh, I got something wrong or uh, I didn't know the answer or I didn't say anything. I did not say anything in my time of schooling. I just sat there. But half my cousins on the other side of the world, man, they can't say the same. You mess up. The teacher drives the learning. Meaning, how they teach matters, especially to the students. And we have to understand that the the teachings of Jesus are connected to the person of Jesus. It's his words. He's the one who's teaching, right? And, And disconnecting them is a breeding ground for legalism. Jesus rebuked those who took God's word and had knowledge, but without heart knowledge. He says in Luke eleven forty six that you load people with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Jesus is offering to learn from him, not just about him. He's offering us to, to be his followers and learn from him personally. And he is a great teacher. And he is so patient. He understands. He listens. He's gentle. God is the one who's driving the learning in our lives through the Spirit, through the Word, through one another. But He's there for us. And when you learn from Jesus Himself, man, He'll show you His way does not add to the burden. He'll show you that His way is to carry our burden. Psalm 55, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Jesus is offering to learn not just about him, but learn from him. He says, come, take and learn from him. But how does this lead to rest? Robin, you don't get it. I'm just physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally drained. And there are many practical ways that prevent us from weariness and that allow us to experience rest, right? It can range from eating and drinking better, by sleeping better, by exercising, by putting up boundaries that create a better work-life balance. Here's a good one. Say no to things. That's okay. Or it can be emotional burden. It can be working through a, an emotional burden with a therapist to lift that burden off. A personal one for me is experiencing and practicing a rhythm of Sabbath, which I'll talk about in a little bit. So Jesus cares about your whole being, not just your spiritual health. 
but, the enti- but our entire health. And while there are practical things that we're responsible to, uh, for to include in our rhythm, I believe the rest that Jesus talks about here is a deep rest. It's an absence of doing, but an active in being. It's a, re- it's a deep rest of being. See, what strips us from deep rest is not the things that we do or do not do, but the things that we believe or do not believe. What we believe allows us to have deep rest for our soul. And I want to share three ways that we can rest. How do we rest? By believing Jesus provides rest for us. By believing Jesus provides rest for us. Jesus says, I will give you rest. He says, you will find rest for your souls. Do we actually believe Jesus offers this rest? Because if we don't believe this from Jesus, why would we seek rest from Jesus? Our culture is all about productivity, right? It, It falsely measures your worth. And because we, we've got phones, right, it's so easy to just keep working. Even when you get home, you're just, just still working. So easy to keep socializing and being bombarded with updates the entire day. That's why I asked you to put your phones away. Do we ever just stop and just be? Our culture is about the grind, right, the results, the achievements, the doing. But the pattern set by our culture doesn't have room to rest. It doesn't have room for Jesus. We're responsible for our own rhythms. Because we will get weary and burdened, and that is okay. That's who Jesus is talking to, remember. However, if we don't have a rhythm of slowing down and coming to Jesus, then we'll never experience that rest. Do you actually believe that Jesus offers this to you? Because if we do, we'll go to him. How do we rest by believing Jesus desires rest for us? He desires rest for us. At times, I get in my own way of my rest and this offer from Jesus. I find myself asking, man, if I don't do this, who will? Caden? No. Or if I don't do something, then I feel guilty for not doing it. But rest is a part of our faith. Do we get that? None of us are above rest because we all need rest. Rest is from God. He is the giver of rest, and Jesus desires rest for us. Right? God chose to rest on the seventh day from all the work that he has done. And so if God rested, we're not above rest. And Sabbath is one of the ways that we can add a rhythm of rest into our week. This is one of the spiritual rhythms that we're going through in the way, which is a three-year journey for spiritual growth and formation here at Redemption. Info session, October 30th, after service. But Mondays are our days off here. And for me personally, it's been a shift of Monday productivity days versus Monday rest day. My list on Mondays has shifted from 
the things that I got to do to the thing that I'm going to enjoy. And for me, I had to fight that feeling of guilt of not being productive enough, especially when there were things to do. But it would be always something to do. Right? As my neighbor Earl says, I've been working on my yard for 53 years, Robin, and I'm still not done. It's always something to do. But the shift came from an understanding of knowing Jesus' heart. It came from an understanding and believing that Jesus desires rest for us. But I didn't think taking a day to simply delight in who God is and delight in the things that I, can, that I enjoy was a way to worship God, but it is. I would have never thought that God would be pleased with me when I take a nap, when Caden takes a nap on my Sabbath. I didn't think he'd be mad about it. I thought he'd just be neutral about it. But I believe I can take a nap on the Sabbath for the glory of God. But this is the thing. I didn't give myself permission to do that. But you know who does? Jesus. Come, take, and learn. That's his way. His way ought to trump our ways every single time. Jesus gives us permission to rest in him. Because if he didn't desire it, then he wouldn't have offered it. Know that Jesus desires deep rest for us. And let that belief help us practice resting in him. And so this is one of my challenges. Throw your phone away. No, that's not, that's not it. One of my challenges for us is start practicing rest. There's a lot of practicing in the Christian walk. Right, start practicing in the way that you're able to do so. A daily rest or a weekly rest. Whatever you're able to do, start it. If that means 10 minutes, if that means one hour, if that means one day, plan it out, put it in your schedule, put a reminder, start it. It can be a daily rest of just sitting with God. TV off, phone off. It can be a weekly rest of Sabbath, delighting in things that fill your cup versus draining it. A weekly rest of worshiping God together, coming to to morning prayer at 9.30 in the morning. This prayer for us is just stop what you're doing, regardless on your permissional team, regardless if there's still community to set up, just stop and acknowledge God. And then coming to him out of rest. Let's start practicing rest. And uh, one of the books that we're doing in the way, Peter Cesario's book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, helps us to embrace our limits to stop, rest, delight, and contemplate. And he talks about the Sabbath as a snow day. Right? There should be excitement about that day, a day of no obligation and delight. Because ultimately, when we plan our day and our week to include rest, we're acknowledging who is sitting on the throne and where our trust lies. But if we trust ourselves more than God, we'll never experience rest. But one of the keys in experiencing rest 
and practicing a deep rest that Jesus offers is this, is believing Jesus is enough. Believing Jesus is enough for us. The gospel allows us to receive rest in Jesus. Because the heaviest burden that has faced humankind is not due to our exertion in our vocation, in our relationships, in our to-do list, but our heaviest burden against us is the sin that we've committed against God. And it is impossible for, to, for us to unload this burden by ourselves. We can out, never outdo the evil with goodness. We can't wish it away. We can't ignore it away. The reality is that we've all fallen short of the holiness of God, which means we deserve a separation from God forever. The burden that we can never carry by ourselves is why God, out of his love, sent Jesus to carry our sins, to carry our burden. God sent Jesus, who is fully man, fully God, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, who lived a perfect and sinless life here on earth. And he was crucified. Willingly, he went to the cross to please the wrath of God. But on the third day, he rose again from the dead and is now sitting at the right hand of God the Father, awaiting for his return. Jesus came out of his love for us. Because the greatest gift that Jesus offers is not rest, but is, is, is himself. Have you accepted that offer? Have you accepted that apart from Jesus, there is no rest, there is no hope, there is no life? Do you trust him with all your needs, even the smallest one? Because Jesus offers himself to us. That's why we can rest knowing Jesus is enough. Because if we are in Christ, that burden, which leads to eternal condemnation, is no longer present. That guilt, there's no guilt, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. See, deep rest comes through our trust in who we are in Jesus. It always goes back to the gospel. It always goes back to Jesus. Our trust in Jesus allows us to step away from the busy. It allows us to Walk away from the expectations facing against us. It helps us to walk away from the doing, knowing his heart for you, knowing that it's okay if the house is messy, if there's still things to do. It allows us to simply be with him. That's the offer, to come and to rest. And that's what we're going to do now, to stop and remember this offer and remember who Jesus is. Thanks for listening. For more audio content and information about redemption, 
please visit our website at redemptionbc.org.